they got the blast on us. The black nerds, blitz or rush, I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. All the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to I'm Nana. I'm Big T. And I'm Martin. And welcome to episode 238 of Bloods R Ross. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sheet. Another very swift episode for you as I have work at like... Oh! <coughs> Sorry about that. Corona, um, Corona! Do you know what's nuts? I just coughed as well, but I muted it. So now I didn't even have to do that shit. Yeah, bro. I can't even... We could have synchronized. We synced up, bro. <laughs> yeah, I could even I could even mute. Um, uh, yeah, I've got work at Stupid O'Clock. So hopefully after this, work should hopefully calm down. And I can binge a load of different things and then we can actually have a nice sit down and go, you know, two to three hours and just literally get everything knocked out of the way. Uh, my TV is not on mute, which is annoying. So let me do that. All right, cool. Um, yeah, so obviously, you know, just to walk in when I say listen to us for the first time, um, you know, we're going to let you guys know what we've been up to, what we've been watching. Uh, we at Blurs Ross, we have a very unique rain system. We call it the chicken rain system. Uh, if we think something is absolutely dead, it gets bones. Next up is a quarter chicken, half chicken, three piece. As a creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. I'm actually going to start off first, actually. I, I am going to start off with the boys diabolical. It was a, uh, 10 episode animated, um, no, not 10 episodes, eight episodes. Sorry, my notes mm. wrong. Eight episode animated shorts. Uh, it's set in the world of the world of the boys, uh, Amazon One Prime show, where uh, superheroes are basically real, but they're kind of scummy. Uh, and there's a group of humans that are trying to destroy the soups because they're bad people. Um, episode one uh, was basically uh, Baby's Day Out meets the boys. Uh, mm. It was that was directed by Seth Rogen. Um, mm. Actually, no. Before I go to breakdown. I'll give the whole thing a free piece. Um, I thought that the very first four episodes were super strong and they were all whole chickens. Uh, episodes five to eight, I didn't love as much. I'll give them all three pieces. So that was why it kind of brings the whole thing down to a free piece. Um, but yeah, loved episode one. Uh, I think it set the bar quite high and it was a very good fun episode. Uh, this one was directed by Seth Morgan, uh, Seth Morgan, uh, Seth Rogan, uh, episode two, teen kills the parents. Um, you know, the guy that played papers in that one year, was that not Morty? Yeah. Th- this episode was written by Justin Roiland. Okay. So yeah, that, that was, um, Rick and Morty creator, um, and voice. He did a couple voices in this episode, but yeah, just. Uh, papers was the was him as always. Okay, voice. that's I was like, I said that's what Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. You could tell by the animation as well because if you look at their eyes, mm-hmm. they do their eyes really weird. Rather than like circles, it's just a squiggly, like just a squiggly thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, you can you can tell it was the same animation as well. And mm. where's that there? Okay. Uh, episode three. I I didn't think that they. It seemed to me, yeah, that they didn't get the voice actors from the show. No. Okay. So with this one, mm-hmm. this one was actually written by Garth Ennis, who wrote for the comic book. Mm-hmm. That's why at the start of this one, they're in a comic book shop and they they pick up the comic book and then it like zooms in. So like this was actually from the creator of the comic book. Mm-hmm. Now the voice actors, no, they weren't for for this episode. They weren't the um uh the, from the show from the live action show. Yeah, but they were more comic book accurate like their looks were the comic book designs mm-hmm. so even like Huey um, was voiced by Simon Pegg which is sick because in the comic books he was designed off of the actor Simon Pegg okay. so I really like that um, but yeah Butcher had a, had a different I think it was Jason Isaacs who did the voice of Butcher in yeah because I was just like that's not his voice no yeah it wasn't him it wasn't him I mean in some of the other episodes They've bought the voice actors from the show, like Anthony Starr, yeah. um, Giancarlo Esposito. So they, they bought them all back. But now nah, for this one, I'm, I'm guessing because Garth Ennis wrote it and it was meant to be like, like literally the comic book animated, mm-hmm. they went for a different voice acting to kind of match the, the different look that they had. Because he didn't look, Butcher doesn't look how he looks in the show either. Yeah. He doesn't have the big beard. He's just got this big chin. Mm. And he's like this really hench guy. So I liked it. I, I it, it was weird not having their voices. Yeah, but no, I, I, I appreciate it. I still the really like to the original comics. Yeah, I still really like the episode, but I just noticed that it wasn't the original. The, it wasn't the voice actors from, or mm. it wasn't actors on the show. But again, it was really solid. Uh, episode four. It was the couples episode. Um, yeah. What do you call it? Nubia was voiced by um, Aisha Taylor. Tyler, and. Um, Oh, damn it, I just had it here. I think the guy was voiced by Don Cheadle. Oh, that's episode six. Is that an episode? So what's episode four? I've got a couple of episodes. Episode right? four was the face cream. The face where they cream? have they put the face cream on and then it looks sexy. Hey, yeah. Okay, four okay, four couples episode. Okay, yeah. That was a very fun episode. Yeah. And and I feel so bad yet, because this is where I feel like it started to go downhill. It, yeah. was, it was the episode directed by Aquafina. <laughs> and I was just <laughs> like, uh and like this was like meant to be like the anime episode. Like, mm. like I, I really wanted to love it, but I was just like, uh it's not as great. Yeah. And then, so that what episode six was the Nubian people, yeah. them. Yes, yeah, so I want to say Black, Black Panther and Storm. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure in the thing, Don Cheadle was. I literally just had it up. Yeah, yeah Don, 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 Don Cheadle played the, the Nubian prince, and yeah, you know, so that was that was pretty. Good. That was a pretty cool episode. But again, I just couldn't give it a whole the, chicken. No, nah, the the voice, the the cast throughout this whole series was really good. Like they had so many celebrities pop up, like yeah. and, and and writing and directing as well. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Justin Roiland, Seth Rogen, um, Christian fucking Slater was in the the uh, Rick and Morty episode. He was the narrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Smith was Booby Face. Um, ben Schwartz, who does the voice of Sonic, uh, oh, he was. Um, uh, you know the character Kingdom. I think he was the one that like turns into animals and stuff. Played mm-hmm. the voice of his dad, um, Keenan from Keenan and Kel. Played no. Slow Mo's dad. Yeah. 
um, and Caleb McLaughlin, or however you say his name, the the black boy from Stranger Things, he played uh, slow mo. Um, but no, yeah, the vo- I mean, episode three had Kieran Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's brother, Jason Isaacs, as we said, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, who is a fucking icon of voice acting, Michael Sarah, Simon Pegg, mm. Aquafine, like you said in episode five, Seth Rogen popped up again for a voice role in that episode, Don Cheadle, um, Randall Duck Kim, who was um, <coughs> the the key, the the key master in the Matrix. Okay. And I think he was um, Gohan in, uh, like, Goku's granddad or whatever was Gohan in, in the Dragon Ball movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that episode was written by Andy Samberg, episode seven. Um, and he played what? the voice of the security guard. Wait, hold on. Sorry. Andy Samberg, that name sounds proper familiar. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is probably what okay, his name is. Okay, yeah, that's the, yeah, I thought yeah. that name sounds familiar. But he was from um, the Lonely Island band and stuff yeah, like yeah, You know yeah. that song, Dick in a Box and yeah, I'm on a Boat and all that. Yeah. Uh, and then episode eight had the cast from the show or some of them like Anthony Starr as Homelander, Giancarlo Esposito as the, um, like the, the executive of the, of the company or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the voice cast was amazing. Like, t- t- like a for the voice cast, a star for the voice cast of this yeah. show, man. But yeah, sorry. To, go on. Uh, well, was that <laughs> episode six, the Nubian, that was a fun episode. Actually. I like the little girl. Mm. I thought it was quite cute. Um, I can't actually remember what episode seven was and who directed it. So episode seven was Andy Samberg. Okay. It cool. was like the old, I think this was the one with like the old, it was like another anime kind of episode and it had like the old Asian guy, I think. Oh, I is that the one where he on inject, well. injected his um, wife with the like serum? That's the one. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah that yeah, episode, that oh, one. that one barely made it as a free piece because that one was a bit, <laughs> yeah. It was very borderline. Um, and an episode the only eight. thing that the only thing that made me laugh about that episode was um, Andy Samberg played the voice of, of a security guard, and when you see the security guard, he's sitting at his desk on his phone watching shit. And I started cracking up because I was literally at work on my desk watching this on my phone, uh, like, and I'm a security guard as well. So I was like, "Yep, I can relate to that." Boy. That's <laughs> <some>. <laughs> Just made me laugh. Mm. Felt like I was in the Matrix or something for a second. Mm. Yeah, nah. Um, yeah, T. So, what 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 was your rating of this? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I'd give it a free piece. Um, I think it was really good. Basically, if you give me a group of storytellers and animators creating an anthology series, you get a thumbs up from me. Do you know what I mean? I love that shit. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, I like the voice acting. They they got some good people directing and writing it. Um, I think, like you said, the second half probably wasn't as strong as the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, okay. So the creator of the of the boys of the show, the the live action show, he said um, that there are actually two episodes in this season that he considers canon mm-hmm. out of all of them. So even though it does take place within the world of the boys, it's not necessarily canon for the show. But there's two episodes. Do you want to have a guess what two episodes you think? Episode one and eight. Episode one and eight. What yeah. Episode one, Baby's Day Out. Baby's Day Out. Um, okay, you're right with episode eight. Yeah, because that's big. Uh, he, he said when he saw that, he was like, yep, that's how it happened. That's their backstory now. So 
going forward like and that was a good episode that was kind of like a batman v superman kind of episode with mm. a twist at the end which i liked um but no the other episode that he considers canon i mean episode eight he said is hard canon that's their backstory that's it but the other episode he said is more loose it's not necessarily hard canon but it's going to influence season three uh which is actually coming out june 3rd i think mm-hmm. uh which is and that's episode two the the rick and morty episode Okay. Um, yeah, and when I was watching it before before I even read that, I was thinking like something should happen with this character because all of them are kind of like little self-contained stories. They kind of all wrap up at the end. But episode two uh, is the episode where all the kind of abandoned kids yeah. kind of come back and kill their parents. Uh, and at the end, when Homelander turns up and then just fucking annihilates all of them, um, Ghost is the only one that survives, obviously, because she can't be touched. So his laser just goes right through her, and then yeah. she kind of disappears. So I'm thinking she's going to pop up in a live-action role. Um, and we, and that's kind of a cool story as well, like a backstory to have, like, a, and a reason to hate Homelander and try and get revenge on him mm-hmm. and to hate the, the company. So I feel like that was a pretty cool um, setup to something we may see in the in the main show um but yeah that, that, that's pretty much it for me i'd, I'd give it a free piece i had uh, a lot of fun of it mine and stevie has joined us uh did either of you watch this the boys but diabolical no i haven't had a chance to watch it yet no oh, we'll <laughs> we kind of just spoil a little bit for you but uh, no. it's, it's definitely something that i would say you should check out stevie you get a chance to watch this yeah i've watched it all and um first uh, first episode, I was a little bit like, mm, I'm not sure about. I like this kind of felt like kind of almost like a silent movie cartoon, Looney Tunes. Almost. Yeah, like a, yeah, Looney Tunes. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I really like this, but then by the end of the episode, I was like, yeah, this is great. And <laughs> um, all the other episodes would, I was just totally sucked in. Um, <laughs> And yeah, totally enjoyed it. Love the these sort of additional ideas, the animations, what they can do with these, you know, animations and ideas. It's very cool. It just it kind of wet my appetite for more, um, you know, boys, mm. more seasons of the boys, and more explorations into this universe. So, what would you rate it? Oh, a total Tupperware, definitely. You say a Tupperware. A Tupperware. I mean, um, <laughs> three, uh, a whole chicken. Fucking hell. Hey, are you seeing? Are you seeing other podcasts, Stevie? Guess, you... guess what? Guess what? I've been listening to recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me. I've I, I've been there. I used to do that quite oh, a bit. That was like that was like saying the wrong girl's name while you're having sex. Oh <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I, I plan on doing that a little bit more. Um, you know, with you guys. I'll even try going for like a um a, a full chicken or something like that. Or a... <laughs> oh gosh! All right, so uh, I also watched Hotel Transylvania uh, four. Um, I was a little like I said, I was quite disappointed this didn't get cinematic release. Um, it was just it was fun, but nowhere near as like the first as good as the first three man. Those those first three had me like bending, chuckling, like just really enjoy them um i would give this a free piece again like it's definitely something you can watch with your kids if you've got them and like have a really good time with that um next up he-man season two uh this was the cgi one now i really enjoyed the first season like i thought it was really well done 
Um, I enjoyed it more than the Kevin Smith one that he had going on. Uh, this season wasn't as strong. Like it was definitely, oh, it was definitely a lot more just in the background. Um, they introduced a new character called Stratos, uh, who was like the king of the Avian Kingdom, and um, yeah, he just he was just a bit of an annoying character. And they, they tried to do some funny things, and I think it was like it, it was forced. Like with season one, yeah, like it was a kid show, but it wasn't super duper kiddie in it. Like this one was definitely like, all right, season one was a little bit gritty, you know, like our audience is like under tens, and you aim this at like teenagers to adults. So season two, we want you to like remember this is a kid show. And they proper like dumbed it down and made it a kid show. Um, I did like the twist at the end, and I I do hope it gets greenlit for season three. And I hope they go more to the, you know, telling a good story and like not forcing the jokes and not making it so childish. Um, and anyone else watch this or plan to watch this? No, I, I definitely haven't seen plan any to. of them. Okay, I plan to watch it at some point. Yeah, I, I, I would say I would say if you if you watch season one and enjoyed it, definitely watch season two just so you, you get in a sense the complete story. Um and then alright, I haven't watched this because I I still didn't get our chance uh get round to it, but T do you wanna talk about Death on the Nile and uh one that was recently in cinema? Okay. Um yeah, Death on the Nile was the most recent one. I think that's still in cinema. Uh, Murder on Orient Express was the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't seen that either, so I went back and watched them both. Um, I love Poirot. I used to watch um, the Poirot TV show, Agatha Christie's Poirot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but funnily enough, I hadn't actually seen either of these episodes. So it was nice going in, like not knowing what the outcome was going to be. Um, it's directed, both of them directed by Kenneth Branagh, who also plays Poirot. Um, you might know him. I think he directed one of the first two Thor movies. Mm-hmm. And he was the voice at the beginning of Infinity War um, that you hear from the Asgardian ship. And he's like, please, please spare us. We're not a warship. We're please. Yeah. That's, that's Kenneth Branagh. Um, his Poirot is good. Uh, good accent. I like... It, he grew on me. Like, at first, I was like, this ain't my Poirot. Fuck this guy. Yeah. But, he he grew on me. He grew on me, and I, by the end of the second one, I definitely was was all on board with it. Um, his mustache is fucking epic in this, which is funny because in the original show, he's got some teeny tiny little little curly mustache, but in this one, he's got some big fucking like anime mustache. Mm. Like it looks like each side has two mustaches coming out of it. Like it looks crazy. Um, and in the second one, in Death of the Nile you kind of get his backstory. There's like a flashback at the beginning of the war times and you kind of see the origin of his moustache. So that's kind of funny, uh, which wouldn't, which must be something new because it wouldn't make sense for the other Poirot having the tiny moustache, mm. if that makes sense. Um, basically, do you want, can I say what it is? It's nothing major. It's just yeah, why he has a moustache. Basically, when he was in war, he got an injury and his face got all scarred up. So he grew this giant moustache in a way to cover it up. Okay. But again, the original Poro that I know has a tiny moustache, so that wouldn't work for him. Um, anyway, the the cast for both movies is amazing. First one has Daisy Ridley, Penelope Cruz, Johnny Depp, Michelle Pfeiffer, Willem Dafoe, 
Judy Dench, Josh Gad, and um, Tom Bateman, who you would know from uh, the white guy from Behind Her Eyes. Okay. Uh, the boyfriend. Uh, he's in both of them. Uh, and in the second one, definitely now, you have Letitia Wright, Gal Gadot, uh, like I said, Tom Bateman again, Annette Benning, Army Hammer, Russell Brand, uh, Re, uh, uh, French and Saunders reunite for this movie, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rose Leslie, who famously said the words, you know nothing, Jon Snow, in <laughs> Game of Thrones. She's in it as well. Oh, and she's, a f- she's French in this one. She's a French maid. So, boy, I, I don't know where she's from, mate. I, I can't figure out where her accent's from. Yeah. But no, good movies. I'd give them both a free piece. Mm-hmm. Um there's a slight continuity error in between the two movies, which I, I mean, it might not be. It's either a very big coincidence or it's a continuity error. Mm-hmm. At the end of the first one, um, once everything's come to a conclusion, he gets off the train and then someone comes to him and it's like, oh, Poirot, and you need to come to Egypt immediately. There's been a death and it was on the Nile. And it's like, okay, so the next movie is Death on the Nile. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then when we get to Death on the Nile, he, he hadn't gone straight to Egypt. He's now in London. And then it's like six weeks later, it says, and he's on holiday. And then he goes to um, Egypt for some reason. And the death happens during the movie. Yeah. So it's like, that's kind of a continuity error there. Do you know what I mean? Like they was clearly teasing the next film, but, when they got to it, obviously the story didn't incorporate what they had set up. Yeah. But you could say it's a coincidence. Maybe he was—he's murdered two deaths on the Niles. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no, it's good, man. The one thing I will say, and then I'm done. Poirot on transport equals trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the first one has Poirot on a train and someone dies. Mm-hmm. The second one has Poirot on a boat and someone mm-hmm. dies. What's the next film going to be? Fucking like Snakes on a Plane or something yeah, like I was, that. Like. I was literally in my head thinking him on a plane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All I know is if I was on any form of transport and I see Poirot turn up, I'm going to fucking start spazzing out like it's the start of a Final Destination movie. But, <laughs> like, I'm going to be like, no, get me off. But um, but yeah, no, it's good, good, good films, man. I recommend them both. If you're a fan of Poirot or Murder Mysteries in general, mm. Um, it's a nice, it's a nice, fun, fun movies considering they revolve around death. <laughs> but yeah, three piece for both of them. All right, sweet. <laughs> oh, well, that that didn't go as as, as I wanted it to go. Oh yeah, all of the feelings that I got for you can be explained, but I can try for you. Yeah, baby, don't make me spell it out for you. You keep on asking me the same questions. Right, well, that kind of failed my little setup for that. Did you recognize the song? Yes, I love that fucking song, bro. Every episode, where I be bubbling, where yeah, that was like that, that was like um, what was that other show recently? Um, it was like Diabolical, but it was for um, fuck's sake, what is it? Anyway, ignore me. Yeah. what was that show we watched recently it was animated as well it was like the same world as Jupiter's Legacy um, so Super Crooks Super Crooks yes it reminded me of the intro from Super Crooks oh, yeah, that intro was just hard this, just this funky sexy little tune boy. Yeah. and 
You know, you know, I like to skip the intros when I'm binging shit, yeah. But this one, I watched every fucking intro every time. <laughs> that intro. No, that's the. I'm trying to find the intro, but it's, there we go. It's just the way you make me feel. Hey, yeah, that was sick, man. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I didn't love it as much as we're going through changes. <laughs> like I enjoyed that a lot more. Um, mm. Alright, so we're also going to talk about human resources. Uh, I'm not even going to like delay it or anything. This it gets a whole mm. chicken. Um, I didn't like it at first, like the first like not even like a first episode. Just the first like two minutes, I was like. Oh, this is a bit weird. They just kind of taking the same voice actors and try to like mix it up a little bit. I don't know mm. how well I'm gonna like accept it into my soul. But as the joke mm. started going and as they started introducing the characters and stuff like that, like I was all in it. Um, this gets a whole chicken. Um, like I hope they carry on doing Big Mouth, but I hope they run this alongside it. Um, mm. And I definitely hope we get a season two. Uh, the cast for this is absolutely stacked as well. You got AD Bryant, mm. you got Randall Park, you got Kiki Palmer, uh, you got David Tolls, you got Brandon Kyle Goodman, Maya Rudolph comes back as Connie, obviously, and you know I just love Connie, innit? Connie, Connie and Maury, yeah, I just fucking jokes in it. Uh, Nick Cruz back back as uh, Maury, um, Bob, Bobby Cannavale as Gavin, Maria Bamford as Tio and Zaya Mosquito. Rosie Perez as Petra the Ambition Goblin, Ali Wong as uh, Becca, uh, Harvey Gollett as uh, Jose the Spider Receptionist, and Jose, um, who else? Uh, Jermaine Clement as Simon Sex, Janelle Monet as Claudia. Do you know which was mad? Yeah, Lupita Nyango. Yeah, Nyango was a shame wizard. Henry Winkler was Keith from the Keith the Grief. Uh, yep, the Pan- funds himself. Fandy Newton was Mona the Hormone Monster. Um, Hugh Jackman, this now this one shocked me. Jude, yeah. Hugh Jackman was Dante the Addiction Angel. Like mm. I was like, like I was, just, I was like, the voice kind of sounds familiar, but like I can't place it. And I was like, you know what? Let me IMDb. And when I saw it was him, I was like, no, nah, no <laughs> way. Um, yeah, man, like, I absolutely loved it, man. It was so fucking funny, man. Uh, mm. And, yeah, like I said, I can't wait for a season two. Uh, T, you never really uh, got into Big Mouth, so I'm very curious to see what you thought mm. of this. Um, yeah, I, I never really got into Big Mouth. I, I started it, and I think there was just a lot on at the moment that I was watching, and unfortunately that um, got the cut. But... Yeah, after watching this, I definitely want to go back and watch Big Mouth. Um, I'd give this a strong, strong three piece. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of like combination of Monsters Inc., like Monsters at Work, with yeah. Inside Out, mm-hmm. um, with a touch of like Adam's Family and I don't know Love Island or X on the Beach or something like that. Just yeah. just because of all the fucking that was going on. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it, man. I've, I've I thought the humor was on point. Um, the 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 meta jokes were really cool. Like when they were talking about how oh, I've been through, I've, I've been with this boy for for five seasons now, or stuff like yeah. that. It was was funny. Um, there was a lot of kind of um, shade thrown at other studios. Yeah, like um, when they're talking about Amazon and and the warehouse and how everyone there's depressed and the depression kitty was like being fueled by it. 
Um, talking about how Chernobyl on HBO Max is hilarious, <laughs> made me laugh. Um, talking about like Sony and Disney and yeah, how how did they get away with like? I, I don't know how they got they away can. with this boy. Because <laughs> they, they, they mentioned Spider Man. They mentioned yeah. like my fate. One of my favorite things, which I might start saying now, was when he goes, "Jesus, Marvel and Joseph." He's <laughs> 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 a Marvel with a B, I think, it's of Marvel. They 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 drew on like they had the the um they literally like did the whole Rocky movie in like nine or ten. I was like, how how are they getting away? Like literally, like they just that was fucking jokes. They did not care, (laughs) man. Um, You know that whole episode happened because someone thought of Cocky Balboa and was like, we have to do an episode. <laughs> that is just amazing. Mm. Um, but no, I, I liked it. There was a lot of, of um, relatable stuff in it, like uh, the episode surround uh, about the new mum, the, the pregnant lady and giving birth and all that, yeah. and how um, like happiness was trying to make her bond with the baby, and depression was there, and anxiety, and Shay, like all of that. It's really, it was really clever. Like I said, it was like inside out level of, of, of clever writing. Mm. Um, my, one of my favorite characters turned out to be the shame wizard, which oh. I think, I think he's fucking jokes. He comes Especially, in, I think season three of big mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Cause I, ha- I, I never saw him in big mouth. So he was something new for me. Yeah. But yeah, he, he was fucking joke. Yeah. And the episode where they're at the convention. And like you said, Lupita Nyong'o plays another shame wizard. Oh yeah. And like, the whole scenario between that and how like shame kind of like gets them off and turns them on and shit like mm. that shit was funny bro that shit was hilarious um i liked oh and his and his mum was played by helen mirren which was oh, cool man. as well i like how a lot when they've got like a big actor like helen mirren or like jermaine clement when he came on they kind of or rosie perez as the ambition got, uh, gremlin they've kind of made the characters look slightly like them. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. Um, I love the Logic Rock. Randall Park <laughs> did great, great voice acting on that. Yeah, he's my favorite um, character. Yeah, he, he was probably my second favorite character. I liked him. Um, but yeah, the Addiction Angel, Hugh Jackman, that that was a surprise. Like, I, 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 like you, I was I heard his voice and I was like, that sounds so familiar. Mm. And I, I, I was thinking Hugh Jackman, but I was like, nah. It, it it's not it, it's not it sounds like him but it's probably not him and then when i saw it was him i was like oh shit like that's jokes like, yeah. and and he as a character turned me around as well i thought he was originally going to be a prick like you know that guy that's just a prick like yeah. whenever there's a rom-com there's always some prick guy who gets the girl and you're like oh this dickhead but he turned out to be all right in my opinion like i thought he was he wasn't bad like he had genuine love for that love bug whatever her name was Rochelle, Rochelle, um Rochelle. yeah um when Jermaine Clement turned up in his episode uh, as Simon Sex, um, considering all the musical numbers we've had in the episodes coming up, I was like, if Jermaine Clement doesn't sing a fucking song, then that's a travesty. And of course, he sang a song, so I was happy. Um, and yeah, Hen- Henry Winkler um, as Keith from Grief um, was, was really interesting. Again, I love the concepts of these characters. Um, that whole Grief thing kind of hit a bit hard for me, mm. um, to be honest, at the moment. But it, it was it was a very interesting um, concept. And again, very relatable, very smart how it's written, how like um, 
grief is actually quite a friendly guy as long as you um pay him attention do you know what i mean and, and work with him but if you try to go against him fucking goes nuts and hunts you down and chase you so yeah very very smart right and very very clever i have definitely a free piece from me nice. and even that i think if i had if i once i've seen big mouth i think i'm gonna go back and watch this and maybe i might appreciate yeah. certain things more like yes. i didn't know a lot of these characters were in Big Mouth. I thought this was like new stuff. So like, so, like Rick, Rick, that old nasty little thing. Yeah, he's. I think he comes in season two. Yeah, yes. he was funny as well. He bust me up, bro. Yeah. He cut me up. Oh, Rick's Rick's hilarious. <laughs> Rick's absolutely hilarious because those in one episode I wasn't expecting to do this right because Rick is. I think for the most part one of those characters where people just shit on him because of the way he is. Mm. But um, in one of the episodes, absolutely cracked me up when they, uh, this is a bit of a spoiler, but when they tried to basically um, fire him and they couldn't fire him because he owned the building, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I'm yeah. thinking, this guy will just not disappear. <laughs> I, I don't know. Again, I haven't seen um, Big Mouth, but in this, yeah. I kind of took it. I was like, is this like, are they throwing shade at Rick and Morty with this character? Because A, his name's Rick. And B, he talked like a dickhead, which is like Justin Roiland as a voice actor. That's what he does a lot. Mm. And in the episode, in the in the Rocky Balboa episode, like he was the ring girl and he was saying shit like, hey, look at me. I'm wearing underwear for swimming and I'm, I'm my name's Rick. Hey, my name's Rick. Mm. And again, that's something that Justin Roiland does a lot. Like his characters just say random shit and repeat their name. Like that's kind of his staple thing. Like, like, um, like the Meeseeks. Yeah. When they're like, hey, I'm Mr. Meeseeks, look at me. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I was like, are they throwing shade there? Like, is that is that character meant to be like a bit of a... Wait, do you all, know what I mean? All I'll say is, yeah, if you liked Rick here, yeah, you're going to like Coach Steve. Because Rick <laughs> and Coach Steve are basically the same character. <laughs> okay. Uh, and yeah. Coach I'm, Steve is I'm definitely going to watch Big Mouth, bro. Like, I'm uh, definitely yeah. going to I can't wait till you talk about more Big Buff, man. Um, mm-hmm. Martin, what did you what did you think of Human Resources? When what did you rate it? Um, I enjoyed it. I probably enjoyed it as much as I enjoy Big Mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, because of I've seen all of Big Mouth, it was it was you no, know, it was just nice actually seeing the monsters. Uh, you know, the love bugs, um, the grief jumper. I want to call him because mm-hmm. he was in the form of a jumper. Um, the friggin' hormone monsters. Um, it was all very interesting. Um, I really like the fact that for Big Mouth, you think of the monsters as this just this dysfunctional group of people that just visit, you know, these, I guess, pubescent or prepubescent uh, kids and all that stuff, you know, guided through the journey. But actually, when you look at the world of of the monsters, it's it's pretty much you know like civilized do you know yeah. what i mean they have an office building they go through hr they have i mean when they when they piss off colleagues they actually go through a thing where they are told okay this is what we could do so that you can if you can't curb the urges that at least for example with, with the hormone monsters you know them having sex everywhere um they can't curb their, their urges because you know they're freaking hormone monsters so instead they get their own space and stuff like that to to do whatever they want to do so i thought all oh, that was very interesting because outside looking in just just know these characters from big mouth you think that like these people are completely like off them off the meds um so i thought that was cool um like 
tea. I really enjoyed um, a couple of episodes. One of them definitely being the one to do with grief. Um, that one actually actually hit me a little bit. I was expecting to feel emotional about it, but I did. Um, it actually it actually was quite wholesome in the end, wasn't it? Like, it really how was. vulgar this show is. That was quite touching. The ending of the episode. And yeah, that definitely. episode was done for one of their colleagues. I, I can't remember that. It yeah, was, no, it was dedicated. Uh, I want to say it's Will something, but I don't want to. I don't want to do a disservice to the to the person's uh, name. Um, but honestly, that was that was really good. Um, I also like the fact that you know you, you get to know a bit more about the characters. Um, one character I really enjoyed. I've already, already mentioned him is Pete. Uh, Pete the what was he? Is he the I want to say he's like the sensible rock oh, or the, something. Logic the logic rock or something. Logic like. logic rock logic yeah. rock. Yeah, Pete the logic rock. Um, I can see myself in his character. He is just that guy who oh, just yes. was up down by the books. So I can definitely see myself in him. Yeah, I think he's a great addition to the series. I mean, also you have other, you have a lot of um, um, recurring characters such as the Shame Wizard, you know, Depression Kitty. Um, uh, who else am I trying to think? I'm trying to think of some like Maury, etc. Connie. So you have those, right? But I think Pete the Logic Rock actually adds to the to the series as well because you do need a character who's a bit you know, logical and sort of breaks away from the norms of the of the monsters. Um, also, I really like, oh, I think I think maybe it was season no, sorry, I said season episode one or two where we have Becca, who's voiced by Ali Wong, who's having a child and stuff like that. Mm. And Ali Wong is uh, is an Asian comedian, um, and her thing is that when she does stand up, right, she's been pregnant whilst doing stand up. So every time I, re- I remember Ali Wong, I always think of her as the pregnant comedian, right? Mm-hmm. So in this one, uh, there's a bit of a meta joke where she actually says that, "Listen, we don't need to go meta here. I have my baby." And blah 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 blah. I thought that was hilarious. Oh yeah, and they mentioned Ali Wong as well. I yeah yeah. Well, exactly she's a voice actress and also she is obviously mostly pregnant um so i thought it was cool overall um give it a solid three piece nice um i don't know if i gave big mouth uh uh three piece or whole chicken but these two are literally tied in terms of my rating so if i gave big mouth a whole chicken then i'm giving this a whole chicken but i think i gave both of them three piece um i'm really i'm really looking forward to a season two i hope they do do a season two mm-hmm. because I mean, the whole collected universe is is, is funny to watch. So yeah, hundred percent. The only thing I missed yet is I missed like a Missy character. Oh, Missy character! Nah, that was Pete, bro. Mm-hmm. Nah. I see what you're saying. What? Well, yeah, nah. I I didn't, I, feel, I didn't like. If, obviously, you don't need a Missy character because you got a Missy character, big mouth, but. I would have liked someone of that vein in the show, in it, and mm. I want to see if they do season two. Do it like because they've already like created so many different hormone monsters. Like, what do yeah. they have left? Like, I know they mentioned one or two that we didn't see, but I'm just curious to see what more hormone monsters are created. What kind of personalities they're gonna have? Yeah. What I also like was you know how the, all of them have their own. Um relationships and stuff like that, right? Do you remember uh what's the name? Um I don't know if it's if it's uh Sonia the Lovebug, the one who was, you know, head and then she got fired and stuff like that. Again, this is breaking to a bit of spoiled um territory. But there's an episode where she falls in love with a human 
uh, just exploring oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, just exploring that. I thought that was that was pretty interesting to see because obviously they're not supposed to do that. Um, you have um, hormone monsters that only appear to their particular human instead of being shown to multiple ones. So those they were exploring all that as well. So yeah, I thought that was all interesting because when you watch Big Mouth, even I think it's only later on that you see um, uh, you have um, oh, what's his name, Andrew and Nick actually seeing Maury at the same time. Before that, it wasn't the case that they saw um, Maury together. It was always the case that Andrew saw Maury, and then later on, um, it was Nick. So yeah, all that was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, so um, I think I think I'm done. My last, I just want to add a bit more because um, yeah, this show this show is really good. I highly recommend it. Stevie, were you able to check this out? I managed to catch like three or four episodes of it. Mm. Um, so far, it's like a total whole chicken. Nice. Um, I, I, like you, I kind of started off going, mm, "Am I going to like this?" Because they kind of like kicked in, and I was just like this. This is t- a total spin-off of Big Mouth, and how, how are they? Is it just going to be like the same as Big Mouth, but just half-assed? Mm. Um, but it, it, yeah, I was totally drawn. I, halfway through the first episode, I was just like, "This is brilliant!" And they, there's so much content for them to sort of take the piss out of, and just the 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 Shane Wizard is just absolutely brilliant. Mm. I love his yeah. relationship with his mother; is just hilarious. <laughs> I got Leonard vibes. You know how in Big Ma- uh, Big Bang Theory you have Leonard who with his um, mother oh, issues. Yeah. I really, I was really getting that from him as well. And it also got kind of Archer vibes as well, a little bit from the shape, like that relationship. <laughs> oh yeah, because we'll talk about. Oh, does he actually fancy his mother stuff like that? I was like, oh, that's a whole different kind of Oedipus complex he's got. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny as well when he's like, he's a shame wizard. Of course he wants to fuck his mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's very good. One, one thing I will say about this, as a spin-off, this is how you do it. Yeah, and um, I wasn't here for the episode where you guys reviewed um, Boba Fett, so I'm going to get to that in a sec. But this is how you do it. Boba Fett could learn something from this show, yeah. Because you can watch um, Big Mouth, and you can watch the five seasons and then you could skip this and watch season six and not miss out on anything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Even though it had uh, Maury and um, what's her Connie. name? The other one. Connie. Connie. Uh, Connie. Even though it had them and it, it had like um, one of the episodes where um, Maury's boy that he's the, the hormone monster for those other two hormone monsters go to him and kind of try and take him for themselves yeah. because uh, he's, he's such a good supplier of, of spunk or whatever. Mm. So, and then, but by the end of that episode, it gets resolved and Maury is back as his hormone monster. So we're kind of back to the status quo. You know what I mean? So you don't really miss out on anything if you yeah. skip this show and just, and just watch Big Mouth. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas Boba Fett, boy, fucking hell. Like if you, you can't watch the Mandalorian now without having to watch this show in between because you you get so much about like Grogu and, and Luke Skywalker that really should have been saved for season three, like the, the first episode. It's kind of like, I know it's not how things were. I know everything gets filmed and edited before even a first episode gets released, 
But it's kind of like we had the first four episodes and they were like, well, this is kind of shit. Like, we need to do something. Is there anything we can do? And then the directors of Mandalorian were like, well, we've got two episodes done. Do you want them? And they just took them and put them in this show. So it was, it was really weird, um, to be honest. I know I kind of hijacked it and turned it into a Boba Fett review, but yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I thought as a, as a spin-off, it was done really well. And mm-hmm. you could watch it. It gives you more to the characters. And even what they did set up with, um, with Maury being pregnant, which didn't get resolved by the end of this, if they picked that up in season two of Human Resources... Mm. Or even if, like, at the beginning, like, the start of season six of Big Mouth, Maury's pregnant, like, you don't need to see this episode, do you know what I mean? Like, it could just start and he's pregnant, and that would be a yeah. funny kind of way to kick off the season, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I really like that, him, him being pregnant, I just made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Like, it made me laugh so much. Because I'm very curious to see how hormone monsters freaking reproduce, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm a nerd like that, so... Well, they what, said that they what are those, they said what that are they, the, sorry, they said that they both have the same reproductive system. So yeah, they do. Yeah, what are what are the dicks? I thought they were like his kids. Yes, yeah, so bro, the I, dicks were hilarious. What are the, the dicks? The dicks stole the show. I don't even care. You freaking <laughs> cocky, cocky balls, bro. Uh, yeah. When 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 um uh. Probably decides to babysit them and, you, and they become assholes. Yeah. Like, oh, and they're like, be careful of them. They will become assholes. And you're like, I have to go through the whole list of what you have to do with them. Freaking jerking them off every two hours and stuff like that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort just to look after these dicks, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it was, oh, the dicks just stole the show. Mm, Honestly. Yeah, no, I have no idea. I think they must have come in like back in the season one and they've just been there ever since. But I just never paid attention to find out what they are um, mm. yeah all right i'm gonna let martin go next because mine is normally very quick of his week stevie and then whatever's left you know might be five minutes t you can do and i'll tick off so i can know what to delete so all right so last week well this is actually very very interesting man. so last week um me playing american football for london Blitz. it turns out that one of my teammates that was on game of thrones um so if uh, I mean he's like he's like, he's a proper actor as well. Um, so his name's well the actor's name is Owen Teal who played um, Sir Allen in Game of Thrones. Um, he also he's also been in a few um, TV series, uh, including The Rig, which is um, coming up on Amazon Prime, nice. um, and Line of Duty as well. So yeah, he's uh, he's a proper big time actor. So I thought that was very very interesting to uh, to learn that. Cool. And uh, gone. We gonna say so something? That, that's very, that's very cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm like just totally random. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so with my week, um, I'm on episode, I believe, episode ten now of um, uh, how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom, mm-hmm. um, season two, episode ten. So Kazuya Soma, the um hero that was that's uh, been taken to the other world. Um, he actually comes up with a system of abolishing slavery by putting education at the forefront. So even nobles without math skills would no longer be able to hold their land because obviously they're illiterate. And the law that is put in place is such that it's literally only a meritocracy. So if you are someone who's good at a certain skill, then you'll be, you'll be put up. If you're someone who's 
not so good at, at anything. You have to go through an education system. Yes, you will lose stuff as well, but basically, it's basically socializing um, um, education, which I thought was pr- pretty cool um, idea and pretty cool thing to see um, because he talks about. Um, I think he. I think actually talks about. Um, oh, I can't remember if it was actually slavery himself, but but itself, but obviously um, Americanized, where he talks about uh, there being a civil war stuff like that because pe- there were people who were high up, people who weren't high up, that kind of thing. Perhaps it was actually the American Civil War rather than. Um, oh yeah, but I mean it was the American Civil War. That's all part of slavery. <laughs> anyway, very very good episode. Um, continue on with Tribe Nine, uh, strongest sage with the weakest crest, episode ten. Platinum End, episode 23. Oh, episode 24 of so Platinum yeah, End is going to be the last episode okay. of the season. Um, so, yeah, Platinum End has started, I mean, without any spoilers, um, this episode was, was really good because um, you basically see the end of this mind game that they're playing between the Professor and... Um, and I'll I'll call him Red um, because of his actual um, name escapes my mind. But um, you, you see you see the end the ending of that basically, and what happens when they finalize their decisions on how the um, how the contest should be conducted. Um, Shama King, episode forty six, Alpharetta season two episode ten, Genius Prince's Guide uh, to rebuild to Rebuild or Kill the Mouth Poverty, Episode 10. Rust Eater Bisque, Episode 9. World's End Harem, Episode 11, which is the season finale, so definitely check that out. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, Season... Uh, I put out Season 4, it is Season 4, yeah. Season 4, Episode 8, I'm on now. Um, I'm really liking Star Trek Discovery. Um, honestly, I think it's actually approved, because now that... You have uh, Michael Burnham as actually as the actual captain of Discovery. Mm-hmm. It's it's a role that we've been wanting to see for the longest time, probably since season um, from seasons one all the way to season three. So it's really cool seeing that her actually step into a role. Um, I think she even she was captain in episode sorry in season three um, or active captain in season three. This one sort of solidified it, so I thought it was absolutely amazing. I'm um, oh, sorry, in fact, it was Saru who was. Uh, Captain, but either way, it was it's really good. Um, finally finished Peacekeeper. Finished Peacekeeper last week, so I give that a three piece. Mm-hmm. Um, all I'll say is John Cena. Um, the cast is all cast all around is really good, um, but I think John Cena actually does a very good job of playing Peacekeeper, and it just adds to just the absurdity of the show. I really like at the end of Peacekeeper where he then see the Justice League. Um, that's, that's a different spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen that. It's probably too late to say that now. Um, <laughs> and, he goes, and, he, and he goes, well, fuck you guys, we've done it already. <laughs> he just sees my Batman, Wonder Woman, and um, uh, the Flash, and I think um, uh, Aquaman just standing there. I'm like, well, yeah, hell yeah, they're too late. So that was pretty, that was pretty funny. Um, there's that, the that, sorry, sorry, Peacekeeper is coming to the UK finally, I think, like, next week, and it's going to be on uh, Sky for those that want to watch it legally. Uh, ah, will, very nice. I will try, when it's on Sky and it's dropped all in one go, try and find a way to just binge it. Very nice. Have you guys not reviewed Peacemaker? No. Yeah, we did. Uh, uh, I we, thought we, we did. We, we I thought we, we did, and I missed we, out. We have, because I don't have We No, because I think only Mike has been watching it, because I'm not watching I've it. Said, I've seen it. I've seen the whole thing, bro. That was on oh, the okay. list. 
Yeah, it was on the okay, list, cool. but I never got around to watch it because it was online, didn't it? and I just okay. Yeah, so okay, I'm gonna have to edit edit my notes so I don't spoil anything. Yeah, give give your rating. Sorry, give your rating. This is one piece maker. Give your rating now. I'd give it again a very strong. I'd say it's quite harsh three piece. I mm-hmm. want to give it a whole chicken, uh, but I don't think it's quite there. I love the the humor, the non PC humor. I love the intro music. Uh, when you first watch it, it's very cringy, but it grows on you and grows on you, yeah. And that is fucking epic. It's another one where I, I never skip the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, wait till after the credits because there's an end credits on every episode where it's kind of like an extended scene from the episode, like a, a, a bit of maybe improv within the scene, like extended jokes and stuff. Um, one of the characters, Vigilante, gives me hard Deadpool vibes, mm-hmm. which was cool. Yeah. Um, it's essentially though the same plot as the Suicide Squad like um, humans being possessed by a violent but misunderstood alien uh, being led by like a giant like kaiju so if you look at it like that it's basically the same storyline but it's different enough in like the details and the the characters and stuff like that um, that, that it's, it's definitely worth the watch um what's his name the, the the writer and director of um the suicide squad what's his name i can't remember his name and he did guardians of the galaxy oh james gunn uh, james gunn he wrote all of these episodes i think he directed like five out of the seven episodes or however many there were mm-hmm. um and it's so it's really good um i can't wait for season two season two has been confirmed it's just been green lit um there are rumors of bane being the main villain for that but um James Gunn, like James Gunn, loves re- responding to these things, and he came out and said, like, that's not true. He hasn't even written it yet, so he doesn't know who it's going to be. It could be, but as of now, it's not. Do you know what I mean? So uh, that would be interesting to see. And again, I think you, uh, mine, just mentioned the the end, the cameo at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't want to ruin it, but you'll you'll know about the cameo. I, I, already, I, already, I already did it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, so at the end we get a little cameo from the Justice League, but only four members: um, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, and Aquaman. But they're all in shadow, and only Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller are actually there. Do you know what I mean? As mm. their characters, Wonder Woman stays in shadow, and so does Superman, which is interesting because considering Marvel have just managed to get Tobey Maguire back, Andrew Garfield. Do you know what I mean, Alfred Molina, Willem Dafoe, Jamie Foxx, like, they've gotten back everyone. And Mo- uh, DC and Warner Brothers, the last two Superman appearances have been in Peacemaker, where he's purely in shadow, not played by uh, Henry Cavill. And the time before that was in Shazam, where he turned up at the end, but it was from his neck down. Again, not played by um, Henry Cavill. And do you know what I mean? So it's, it's just interesting to see how much um these actors like working for their respective um companies companies yeah it's funny Mm. Uh, but the last thing i'll say about this john cena fucking impressed me with his acting Mm. i did not think john cena was capable of doing this and in many ways he's actually a better actor than any of the other like wrestling like the rock or dave batista I would actually put John Cena at the top of that list in terms of acting now. 
his acting was on point in this movie. He was yeah. emotional. He was funny. Like, so just so good. So good. I, I can't... I wish... I, I so badly want to give it a whole chicken, but there's just something not quite that makes it perfect. <coughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for me, it has to be perfect or near perfect to get a whole chicken. And it's just just wasn't quite there. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, well, continuing, uh, I watched... 86 season 2 episode 11 um 86 is the anime it had a bit of a, of a hiatus um there's a there's a special episode things episode 10 and a half 10.5 um i skipped that because with anime a lot of things that have a, a, a something 0.5 means that it's either re- giving you a recap of maybe yeah. the season so far or it's added a, a side story to it or something like that so i tend to skip those um, but yeah, episode um, eleven, technically episode twelve, if you count the uh, ten ten point five episode. Uh, but yeah, really, really good episode. Um, over the weekend or over, over on Friday, I watched Jutsu Kaisen and Shenmue, which is a newish anime that came out this season. It's uh, it's a martial arts anime, and it brings me back to. Um, it's not even in the same vein, but it just brings me back to other um, anime, other martial arts anime like History Strongest Disciple, um, Tenshu Tenge, those kinds of those kinds of um, anime. Mm-hmm. Again, nothing like them at all. This is um, a kid who is seventeen. Um, synopsis is that his father is killed by a Chinese martial artist, so he to seek revenge. He travels to China and um begins to learn i guess what chinese martial arts in addition to his karate base uh martial arts so i thought that was pretty cool to see um there is a bit of english in the um in a show and a bit of chinese in a show to represent the various cultures there so there's a black guy there for example who speaks english so you know he, he um or who's from america so he speaks a little bit of english uh, the voice actor there is good um, I don't know anything about the Chinese language, um, or Mandarin especially, but um, because it's, be- it's based in China, you do hear um, people say Xie as well as um, um, other Chinese um, sentences and things like that. So I thought that was pretty cool to see. So overall, it's, it's very good. Mm. Um, last week, I went to a BTS concert in Odeon. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, went to watch it with my girlfriend because she's a massive fan of BTS. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got there. It's supposed to be an actual concert, right? So you expect people to stand up and dance and everything like that. But no one, everyone just sat down because for whatever reason, British people are absolutely boring in cinema. <laughs> so um, it was literally her and me singing every song. And I was waiting for someone to tell me to shut the hell up because I'd be like, shut the fuck up. It's a concert. It's supposed to be dancing and singing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were doing that. Um, she works, she goes on TikTok and she sees that people went to the View Cinema, which is originally where it was um, being shown, but then they had to expand it so it could fit other uh, or more fans in there. And it was lit. People were standing, they were dancing, they were they were uh, singing it all sorts. So yeah, we wish we went to those ones because people at Kingston were absolutely dead. Um, so yeah, that's bit that's it. That's been my week. Um, very very well. Actually, it's, it's two weeks worth of uh, of stuff. But yeah. yeah, still good and yeah, still fun. So yeah, happy to share that with you. Cool. All right, T, you've got ten minutes. 
Yeah, I feel like that's become a motto on the show. Right? <laughs> um, all right, yeah, so let me just power through. Uh, I haven't been on in ages, so I've got a lot of stuff to catch up on. Uh, first of all, uh, I watched All of Us Are Dead, uh, which is on Netflix, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, really good show. Really, really good show. I'd give it a whole chicken. Nice. Uh, it's, a, it, it's basically the Train to Busan sequel that we should have got. Like, yeah. fuck Peninsula. I, I, I'm going to watch this at some point, so... Definitely watch it, but it's good. It's based on a webtoon, um, which I didn't figure out what these webtoons are because I've been hearing there's another thing that I've got to review that's based on a webtoon. Yeah, so I want to look that up and see what this new thing is. I haven't heard of that before. Yeah, good. It's um, oh, what was the anime? Um, the Tower one. What was the Tower one, Martin? Tower of God. Yeah, wasn't that a webtoon as well? It's not. Uh, it's it's not a webtoon. But it comes under there's a there's a, there's a comic book um, or say a manga reader called Webtoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but it's, it's, it's on there. It's the Korean one, but yeah. It's like it's like a motion comic kind of in it, like a webtoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get the like that. I, I've, 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 there's this webtoon that I read, which was a horror one. But webtoons can be freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And but if it's if it's a horror one, it, it gets you because there's also a bit of um, sound to them as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it really immerses you in it. Yeah. It really does immerse you in it. So you know, if you don't, don't shit the bed, especially Nana, especially you yeah. and me, man. Don't shit the bed. No, I do no webtoons, but yeah, webtoons have some good <laughs> stuff, and like they're starting to get produced by Netflix and other companies, in it. Yeah, yeah. So crack, well, crack, I, crack. I would, I would definitely recommend, um, like not not the webtoon as I haven't seen them, but these next couple of things I'm going to bring up, I would highly recommend you guys watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, to, this one is kind of horror. Um, the next one, again, is kind of horror. And then there's another one that's, but they're all based on like animes or webtoons or something like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would definitely like you guys to watch them and get your your views on them. But no, all of us are dead. Whole chicken from me. Um, the the acting of the zombie transformations and the the sound effects are fucking top tier. Like the bones cracking and the gargling and just the noises they're making it, it this is this is top zombie acting right here like, also like really about it. really good yeah have you seen yeah, it? So like, i've seen it yeah i think i oh, think nice. we, i think we reviewed this a few weeks ago uh, yeah um, I, I, I missed it a lot yeah so what i like about this type of or i say korean um horrors or i guess thrillers i don't i don't know exactly how to characterize this because i was scared of my mind right but what i like about it is the sense of dread that comes because you're just waiting especially because when characters get bitten all you're doing is you're waiting for them to start you know like bones cracking them garb gar- garbling and then you know freaking out and just you know becoming a zombie right with other zombie films there's a lot of jump scares especially the western ones a lot of jump scares and stuff like someone gets bitten and then boom they become a zombie straight away but this one is like it's a waiting game so mm-hmm. you have no idea how long it's going to take someone to to transform and then boom become a zombie um and i, li- I like so, how yeah. they that how, what they did with that concept do you know what i mean like there mm. were times when they would accuse someone of of being bitten or oh, and they're just waiting bitch. it out to see if he tra- yeah that fucking bitch oh my days that was deep. Like I hated mm. that bitch way. But then again, it's, it's interesting how they, they could start to even turn you around on that character and make her a bit. Yeah. Like it's, it was really, really good writing. Um, mm. it, a lot of interesting concepts in this that I haven't seen before in, in like a zombie movie or show. 
Like, yeah. um, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but what happens to the bully? And oh, a yeah. Of other characters, it's fucking very interesting stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Really, really mm-hmm. interesting stuff. I like the story with the firefighter dad. Thought that was really cool. Um, the police officer who's just kind of picking up these vulnerable survivors on his way, like the baby. That whole story with the pregnant girl and the baby, that was deep. That was so sad. That was so sad. Yeah. The little girl and, and her mom that that had turned mm. to that and the the um the streamer, the the like yeah. TikTok or whatever. Really yeah. cool stuff. Um, the police officer the police officer was a pissing me off. I mean, with him I was thinking to myself, you can't save everyone. Can you yeah. stop? You know I mean? fully, the people. I fully would have been his partner, guy. I'd have been like, guy, like, uh, bruv, just fuck this. Like, let's just save ourselves. We've got a mission. Let's just do it. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. But in the zombie apocalypse, it's every man for himself. Fucking in COVID nineteen apocalypse, is every man for himself. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but um, that I have a couple of nitpicks, which are dumb. Like, it, so it hasn't affected my score. I'd still give it a whole chicken. But um, just a couple little things, like. There's a couple characters that have bow and arrows and they started getting to the point where they were like, oh, we, we need to go to this place to get more bow and arrows because we're running out. And I'm thinking, isn't the point of bow and arrows that you can recollect the arrows and use them again? And there was yeah. a lot of scenarios where they could have done that. Like they would arrow up all the zombies and then like the room's clear and you could just take a minute, just take a minute, get your arrows back. Do you know what I mean? And then move on. But mm. they just kept leaving them. And then it became a problem where they was like, oh, we're running out of arrows. I was like, you lot of dick. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing was there was one point where they're at the school and one of the characters is like, oh, you could see through the window, like out into the city. Like the, their school was kind of above. And so you could see like the whole of the city out through the window. And one of the characters says something like, oh, all, this, all the lights are out. All the city lights are out. Something must be going on. But you can see through the window and there's lights on. And I was like, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But um, that's literally it for my nitpicks. Oh, one other thing. This ain't a nitpick. This is just an observation. Where where was this? Is this Korean? Or is Korea, this yeah. Korean, Korea, yeah. Mm-hmm. How Koreans eat chicken is fucking annoying. <laughs> if, this, if this is how they what? do it, yeah, it's fucking annoying. They have two forks. And they kind of work on the chicken like they're doing surgery or something. Oh, and like, that. <laughs> and they're like using these two forks, holding them like <clears throat> I don't know how to describe it, bro. It's what's what's not everything. really the girls who are doing it. I thought the two the girls. girls maybe it's yeah, a girl because, thing. Yeah, maybe because they want to eat these characters, bro. Yeah. It's chicken, bro. It's chicken. Like, there's some foods <laughs> you just don't stay clean with. Chicken, pizza, and burgers. Like, you don't stay clean. I'm sorry. And it was just annoying me. I was watching. I was like, "Fucking hell!" Just pick it up and eat it. Mm. <laughs> it was funny. Anyway, I can't. Look, I, I can't wait for for you to watch this, Ace. I think you'll like it, yeah, even though it is a, a zombie thing. It's not like Martin said. It's not really jump scary. It's it's more atmospheric and um, like character and storyline narr- like driven. So it's it's really cool. And I like as well. A lot of times with um, with zombie shows or movies, it gets to a point where the zombies become irrelevant and it becomes more about how these humans are acting within this apocalypse. Mm. And that kind of bugs me sometimes because like I'm here to see zombies. So stuff like the walking dead, it would go like episodes and episodes without even seeing a zombie because we're focused on the people. And if the story is good enough, then that's fine. 
But in The Walking Dead, the story weren't good enough. Whereas in this, even though it does do that, it kind of delves more, starts to delve more into the survivors and how they're reacting to this thing. Mm-hmm. The zombies are still very much involved. Do you know what I mean? They're still very much the main threat. Uh, and how it's incorporated, I think, is very smart. And again, it's like something I haven't seen before um, in in a, in a zombie show or, or movie. Mm. Um, Martin, anything I say? I'll kind of move on. No, you move on because you ain't got you ain't got long left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is a show called Hellbound. Uh, it's on Netflix as well. Um, they, well, speaking of Train to Busan, this was actually made by the creator um, of Train to Busan. He um, created and directed this, again, based off a webtoon that um, his name's Yon Sang-ho. Um, he wrote and directed the webtoon, directed this, um, and was the writer and director of Train to Busan. Um, I've already reviewed the first half of this show. I think it's eight episodes. The first four episodes are kind of a self-contained story, and then the second episode, uh, this, the second half, so the last four episodes, there's a time jump. Uh, four-year time jump. Uh, we have a new protagonist, and this, it's kind of sorry, continuing Netflix, the story. Right? Sorry, this is on Netflix, right? This is on Netflix, yeah. Okay, cool. and this is the one where there's like these big hench-like bodybuilder shadow demons that come and just fuck something oh. up. Do you know what I mean? Like they'll they'll get a, they'll get a premonition. A face will appear in front of them and tell them a date, a time, and a date. And that's the time and day that you're going to die. These things are going to come for you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like five minutes. Sometimes it's a week. In some cases, it's like 30 years. Do you know what I mean? So there doesn't seem to be any kind of rhyme or reason to it. Um, the first half of the season, the first four episodes, was about a mother, uh, a poor mom of these two kids, and she gets a decree. It's called the, it's called a decree. And so they want to like broadcast it and do all this stuff and it's a whole thing about this mum and you're thinking the whole time you're like nah then they, they're not gonna they can't they can't kill her like these things are kill people violently do you know what i mean we can't allow that to happen to this mum like as an audience that's what i'm thinking i'm like the writers of this show won't do that to us and they fucking do it do you know what i mean this well, woman yeah. gets fucked the fuck up by these things yeah and she dies and then first of all they fuck you up and then they shine this light out of their hand that burns you to a crisp do you know what I mean? So it's, it's fucking graphic, yeah? Anyway, the second half of this show, yeah? A fucking newborn baby receives a decree. <laughs> a newborn baby. And I am sh- I'm like, no. No, no, they can't. They can't do this. Like, And the whole four episodes is like, are they going to do it? Like, They're just building up your anticipation and the tension and you're like, are they going to do it? Are they, gonna-? they killed the mum like it was nothing. Like They said, fuck it. Like, are they going to do the same thing to this baby? And the last episode of this season is so much fucking stress. It's just complete stress, like from start to finish. Like there's multiple characters, motivations, story, like all come together. Um, and it, it it's really good. It's really good. I don't want to say anything, um, but it's really good. It's really, really good. Um all I'm saying as a parent, because what it is, there, there's a theory that like a religion kind of comes out of this and they say that um, the the decree you get is if you've, if you've caused sin, if you've done sins, 
you get a decree and then you pay for your sin, you die. So everyone starts living like a sinful life out of mm. fear of this thing. But then when this newborn baby gets a decree, everyone's like, well, what's going on? Like this baby couldn't have done any sin. And they don't believe in original sin. They don't believe in like, like how Christians do where like you're born with sin because of Adam and Eve mm. and you have to have a baptism. They don't believe in that. They believe your actions in life is what leads to you getting a decree. Like it, it's what you what you deserve. If you're a newborn baby, you can't deserve this. Mm. So there's a whole cover-up story of this going on. It's really cool. Me, as a parent, if my newborn baby yeah. got a decree and these things came for it, bro, I would go on a rampage of sin so spectacular that they would have no choice but to turn their attention to me. <laughs> I I would fucking oh, spectacular. Shoot. I would shoot to the stri- straight to the top of the naughty list, bro. I would murder. I would steal. I would fucking... I, I, I would even be vain as I'm doing it. Like, I'd be staring at myself in the mirror. Like, I'd fucking do all the sins. Like, there's no way you're getting my child. Like, it's crazy. And like I said, that last episode is so much stress. Um, and there is a tease for season two, so I, I'd be interested to, to see that. Can't wait. Uh, whole chicken from me. All right, um, cool. going to stop you there, mate. going to have to yeah? do all the rest uh, another time. Can uh, I say one more thing? This this will take no minutes, and then, I'm, and then I'm done. It's just because it kind of fits in nicely with the theme I've been got going on. Okay. Last thing, sorry. This is called Kaiji. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's based on a manga anime, I think. Um, the movie is called Kaiji the Ultimate Gambler. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's three of them there's Kaiji, Kaiji 2, which is also called the Ultimate Gambler, which is weird. <laughs> that would be like if you had Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and then Harry Potter 2 and the Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. But some, pa- some places label it as Kaiji 2 Life Recovery Game, mm-hmm. but most places also call it Ultimate Gambler. And the third one is called Final Game. Um, after watching like um, Squid Game and all that stuff, I was this is way this is how long it's been since I've been on. Um, I was in that type of mode and, and watched this. It's really good. I'd give it a free piece for mm-hmm. all of them. I've only seen the first two because the third one uh, is fairly new. It only came out last year, so the subs are a bit messed up on it still. They haven't got like an official uh, sub for it yet. So, okay. but so they're pretty shit. Um, but it's good. Again, it's like life life endangering games basically like in the first one rock paper scissors is one of the games um and yeah it's it's really good i get a freebie definitely recommend them um the second one is more kind of based in a casino and it's kind of like him battling this specific machine <laughs> which is funny um there's returning characters from the first one who have kind of different kind of roles in this that you wouldn't expect so that's really cool as well um both of them end really weird like considering i don't want to ruin it but in the end he gets snaked kaiji the main guy he gets snaked Mm -hmm. yeah but where it should be like he should be annoyed it starts playing this like light-hearted kind of music that you'd hear like in a teen in like not another teen movie in like the wrap-up music at the end you know and it's like well you know, she got the job she always wanted. And me, well, I had the summer of my... Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, that type of music. But it's like, you just got snaked, like, badly. Yeah, you should be pissed. And it's, like, played off as a joke. And both movies end with him walking away from the camera in slow motion, turning and looking back, and then there's a freeze frame. Okay. So it's very, like, <laughs> anime kind of in that way. Kaiji 3, like I said, I haven't seen. But it was 
released in January 2022, which means it was made in 2019, which m- matters because <coughs> in the beginning, the first thing you hear, the, the like voiceover, it says the year is 2020. Tokyo Olympics have just finished. And I was like, boy, that hasn't aged, <laughs> that hasn't aged well at all. Like, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. I'm, still, I'm waiting for a good sub to come out of that and then mm. I'm going to watch that. But um, the ones I have seen get a free piece, so I'd recommend them. Okay, cool. Oh, sorry, gents. Right. Again, another swift episode while work is still a bit wild. Um, Thank you guys for joining us uh, and hope to be back on next week. So, without further ado, uh, oh, Stevie had to cut early. That's why Stevie is no longer here right now. So, why uh, <laughs> say bye to the people? Bye, everyone. Catch you next time. Big T, say bye to the people. Bye to the people. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye bye now. <laughs>